You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Now, China's most important political gatherings have concluded. Known as the two sessions, China's top legislative organ, the National People's Congress, and the top political advisory body, the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, converge every year to review the government's performance in the past year and discuss its priorities in the year ahead. China's two sessions offer a window to observe the country's development trend. This year, what key announcements came up to shape the future China-Africa relations? Hello, I'm Bridget Mutambira and you're listening to China Africa Talk. In this episode, we speak with journalists Bahija Siririka from Namibia and Sergei Iradukunda from Rwanda on their impressions of this year's two sessions and perhaps shed some light on the key goals China has for the future. Guys, welcome to the program. Hi, Thank Bridget. you so much. Thank you. Right, both of you are from Africa. I'd like to know from you, what was your impression of the two sessions? What were your highlights? I would just start by thanking the government of China for giving us such opportunity. Mm. Those two sessions, it was just a great experience to see where readers of a country come together, discuss the new vision of the country, what needs to be done, what needs to be improved. I think that is a big lesson to most of the African countries. Like where I'm from, Rwanda, we have such programs, but it is not so common to every African country. Okay. So I think those two sessions is a kind of reminder about the responsibility of readers of the country. Yeah, and what were your highlights, perhaps, as a Rwandan journalist who's coming to China who attended this political gathering? I picked like, a lot of information from there. Okay. One of them was about the foreign policy. Okay. What China will be doing like in the future to come. About the U.S. and China's relations, mainly about foreign policy. Pahia, what was your impression of the two sessions? What were your highlights? Well, I think firstly for a country, um, you know, for, for the world that was grappled by the COVID-19 pandemic, it was really good to hear the Chinese government plan of action and how they managed to handle their state of affairs considering the impact and the severity that it had on the economy. It was really interesting to listen to the problems that the country experienced and how they mm. solved it. I was particularly impressed with the, because I'm a health reporter, I, okay. I primarily cover a lot of health-related issues. Okay. Uh, so I was impressed with the approach of creating good quality healthcare services via online platform. A really interesting technological approach that they had towards the handling of the pandemic and a whole lot of other health-related issues. Okay. I was also impressed with how the GDP had grown okay. despite economic issues that the country was facing. The list of impressions are endless, mm-hmm. but I think the GDP growing and still able to provide good quality healthcare services to its citizens, those are the key issues that stood out for me. Okay. About the impression from the two sessions? Yes. Like, as my colleague said, Pahia, it was so great to see how China was able to achieve this kind of development with the pandemic it had so 
it is a very big reason that no matter what, no matter the situation, you can just come out stronger mm. and just be able to continue like, your development journey. Right. And for the African journalists who attended, what was the topic of most concern during the two sessions and perhaps why? I understand there's a group of African journalists who attended. You can take it first, Bahia. Oh, okay. I mean, um, for us as African journalists attending the two sessions, I think it is very important to always take things home. Okay. Um, we were always considering or taking into consideration how are the Chinese domestic affairs going to affect our countries individually. Mm. We heard that China will continue and it, it has pledged to continue to assist African countries uh, in areas of mutual interest. Mm. That is something to look forward to as well. Like Serge said earlier on, the foreign policy, it is very important for African states and China or Asia in particular to really create good bilateral relations. Nice. So these are issues that we are also concerned about. Is the existing relationship between Asia and China specifically towards Africa going to continue? Um, did mm. the pandemic to an extent really affect the coffers of China to a point where maybe aid will be cut? Mm. So I think these are the concerns to me that um, were not really addressed. But I'm sure as time goes through the year, we are going to find answers to these pending questions. Okay. Like Bahia said, it was just going to be better if we could have like more discussion about China and Africa relations. But I think what was mentioned was also good because we know like China is one of the biggest partners of Africa. Mm. We would just like to hear like what the future holds for both China and the continent. Okay, and in terms of in terms of trade, in terms of any areas of cooperation. In the government work report, China outlined its target for this year's economic growth at around 5%. What was your reaction when you heard this? I think in terms of um, economic growth and the projection of the 5% is realistic, taking into consideration the economic activities that could propel for the country to realize this. There are a lot of contributing factors that will push China to achieve this target. First of all, we are talking about unemployment rate, which is something that Namibian and other African countries are also facing right now. Right. So that means the issue of creating jobs needs to be a priority. And China is promising or projecting the creation of 12 million jobs. Mm. So with that, it automatically means that jobs will be created, people will start paying tax, and eventually the economy will grow since the money will be circulated in the country. When it comes to healthcare services as well, these mm-hmm. are um, very developmental issues that affect the GDP, that affects the economy in a greater way. Mm, right. If domestic affairs are fixed, mm-hmm. if jobs are created, people are in good health, if education is enhanced, by default, automatically does affect the economy of the country. When I heard this, mm. th- these are the first very key issues that came to my head that for China to achieve the 5% growth, yeah, sure. they need to address very mm. important issues first. Uh, and how about Sergei? Do you feel the same? I almost feel the same with PJ, but I think this is something you could say that this year China is going to perform well. You can base it from so many factors. Mm. Like now China is doing great when it comes to manufacturing and industries. Yeah. China also is the best like when it comes to like electronic vehicles mm-hmm. and 
that is something which can help China to improve the economy and just be able to achieve that GDP growth. Because like now most of the countries are just adopting these new EVs. Okay. And maybe to continue with Sergei, in his first press conference, the new Chinese premier, Li Qiang, struck a business-friendly tone, promising equal treatment for private and state companies. He said, Our commitment in this regard is unequivocal and steadfast. Private entrepreneurs or enterprises will enjoy better the environment and a broader space for development. This government will continue to foster a market-based and law-based business environment in keeping with international standards, treat companies under all types of ownership as equals, protect the property rights of enterprises and the rights and interests of entrepreneurs in accordance with law, and we will create a level playing field for all kinds of market entities, and we'll make further efforts to support private entrepreneurs grow and thrive. Private entrepreneurs and enterprises will enjoy a better environment and broad space for development. From this message, what does this send to foreign companies, including those in Africa, in your opinion? I think I was just start by saying in every country, the private sector is very necessary. Mm. The government cannot be there for everything. The message African companies can take from that is that China is an open economy. Mm. It has a large market they can take advantage of and able to start their business here. That's the main message from what the Premier said. I know we also have some products from Rwanda that are sold in China now. We have some chili. Yeah, yeah like Rwanda export to China is dominated by agricultural products, okay. mostly chili, mm. coffee, tea. For sure, we are just looking to increase our exports to China. Even what the Premier said, it looks like we have a lot of opportunities. Mm. How about your opinion, Pahia? What would you say to this? I think we should look at, as Namibians, when okay. it comes to such measures and assurance of cooperation, we need to look at delivering good quality products in terms of export. Okay. Namibia is the only country in the world that exports good quality raw meat to China. To China. Okay. We need to keep on improving that service. Mm-hmm. We need to keep on producing good quality products. We also export copper, so we need to up our game in terms of service delivery to China so that we can rake in more money into our economy. This message message is tending to potential investors or mm. uh, companies, companies yes. uh, is creating, um, studying the niche in the country and using China to fill that void in the local economy. Mm. It is very, very, very important because the percentage of unemployment in the country, Namibia has more than 40% unemployment mm. and China is at five. So we should work together through these entrepreneurial ventures to fill the gap comes to unemployment, especially the youth. Right. So I think... This has created such a, a, a window of opportunity for African states to go back to the drawing board mm-hmm. for this 2003 financial year and see how they can economize with the cooperation of the Chinese counterpart. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa Talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China-Africa Talk. Find us on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, Google Podcast, and more. We'll see you there. China has been a reliable partner in advocating Africa's interest in global multilateral platforms like the United Nations, WHO, the G20, etc. Do you expect this to continue? China has the capacity. They have the expertise. There's a lot of research that has been done for China to assist the UN, the World or the G20, mm-hmm. which is noble gesture because they mean well. Okay. They, like I said, it's the people-centered system of governance, and they will continue to help institutions that are there for the people. Right. And um, the moment China assists the World Health Organization, the World Health Organization is able to carry out its mandate in the countries that they are stationed in, for an example. Mm -hmm. So in terms of health, in terms of shaping global industrialization, whether it's from a technological point, whether it's from agriculture, whether it's from political influence, Mm. I think they have a bigger role to play and they can do that. So this is definitely going to continue. Mm. They have the capacity for that. Something else that also caught my attention, apart from what the Premier said, is the issue of self-sustainability. Okay. As Africa, we cannot die of hunger while we have the material to make our own food, for True. an example. Right, right. So you should never ever hear an African dying of hunger. We have food in abundance. Mm. So the processing of the food into consumable product is something that we really need to look at. And China has way past that. Mm. There is a, an institution that makes food in bulk that is, you know, transported across the whole of China. So that is something that really stood out that I feel is practical and realistic and can be applied in our country. Mm. China's economic growth, the trajectory is skyrocketing mm. because of contributions such as that of coffee and tea from Rwanda, right. meat and copper from Libya. Mm-hmm. So it's a collaborative effort. And the only way that this uh, growth target is is very vital for the economic development of Africa. And how about in the area of green development was mentioned? What do you think about China's green development goals? Is there anything in your country that you think will align with China's goals? Of course, like as I mentioned earlier, China now is doing well when it comes to the manufacturing of electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like now, Rwanda just trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Like now we have just put some incentives for either investors or people who want to buy EVs. Electric which vehicles. Means okay. this, is also, this is also a big chance for like Chinese industries. We have BYD, mm-hmm. which is doing good on the market. Yeah, I think Rwanda is just some steps towards there. Mm-hmm. But here, anything you'd like to add on? Well, um, I think uh, the world really needs to to get on this bandwagon of green development, green energy. Okay. Um, you know, and I hear, um, you know, and a lot of countries where a lot of, uh, you know, driving happens, smokes are emitted in the air, mm. there's a lot of pollution. Mm. So we need to get in on one bandwagon and address the issue of air pollution so that we can ultimately address issues of climate. Mm. And China is prioritizing that through various means. We are talking about, uh, like as Sergio said, uh, emphasizing the need for electric cars or hybrid cars, for example. Right. Um, the use of, of technology, you know, and, and there is China is going to pump a lot of money Mm-hmm. To this project, they would want to get rid of pollution. They would right. want to contribute greatly uh, to the issue of climate change. 
because you are having citizens at the core of all of this. It's mm. people. Mm, you right. can't run an economy that is full of sick people because of carbon dioxide. Right. So Namibia has also slowly introduced electric cars. Um, there are brands that are, uh, um, you know, in the market on the roads right now okay. or to contribute at least uh, not to have a lot of uh, emissions. Apart from that, uh, we are also tapping into green hydrogen. Okay. Uh, green hydrogen, a, a big project that the Mipin government is embarking on. Mm-hmm. We're talking about clean air, clean energy, mm-hmm. uh, trying to, uh, for example, you know, build roads in a clean way, you know, build buildings in a clean way. So mm-hmm. these are ideas in China's goal of uh, green development. Mm-hmm. It's not a one-man show. When mm-hmm. it comes to development, cannot operate uh, in silos. We need to get together, either Africa, Asia, America, the Caribbean, and all of this, um, very key players to try and address the issue of green development. We will all benefit greatly from this if it is if it becomes real. So yeah, we, we are trying our level best morning. Sure. Just to wind up, perhaps what challenges need to be addressed or were addressed during the meeting to further deepen China-Africa relations and take the win-win cooperation to another level? In my opinion, there is a need to get people on one table and to discuss issues of mutual interest. Okay. China is having 5% unemployed rate. Namibia is more than 40%. How do we work together to address that? Mm. Um, there is a lot of gender-based by all over the world. Mm. These are really important issues that need to be tackled. Mm. How do we address that? Mm. Uh, China has a population of one, more than 1.4 billion people. And on top of the 1.4 billion people, there are a lot of foreign nationals. Mm. Um, how do we really work together to make... Um, no, this world of ours is a safe place, for example. Mm. Um, education is a very important key. We have a lot of Namibian students who are studying towards their master's in EH programs here in China. Right. So the fields that they are into, are they greatly going to benefit a country like Namibia? I know mm. there are some who are studying petroleum chemistry. There are mm. others who are doing uh, economics. Um, so we need to address issues of health, education, mm. we need to address issues of um you know, bilateral relations, the diplomacy. So, mm. because when diplomacy fails, people go to war. Yes, true. That's the biggest we don't want that. Mm. So, we need to sit uh, table, discuss issues of mutual interest, and see how we can work together, pull in one direction. What challenges need to be addressed or were addressed during the meeting to further deepen? China-Africa relations and take the win-win cooperation to another level. We've just heard from Bahia. What's your take? What needs to be done? There is a road which still needs to be there. Okay. When you talk about women cooperations, okay. Like where I'm from, that is to say Rwanda. Mm-hmm. I can say we are doing well when it comes to gender. We are a bit ahead, but it is not so common to most of African countries. Okay. So I think we also need to tackle these things of gender balance so that there's no there's no way you're going to develop a country while leaving half of it behind that is to say women young girls in most of the countries in the world women are the largest number of the population Mm -hmm. there's no way you are going to develop a country without including that bigger part of your population Okay. I think looking forward, mm-hmm. we can work on that. There's also so many other sectors. There's mining. Mm-hmm. We can work together on the sectors of mining. Mm-hmm. There's manufacturing, which needs to a lot of improvement in Africa. Okay. There is technology. 
there is science and education. Mm-hmm. I think the journey is still wrong. All right. And we are looking forward just to cooperate also in those other sectors. Okay. Um, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have on the program. Bahia and Sergey, thank you so much for taking time off to share your insights on what you learned and what you observed at the two sessions. Yeah, th- thank, thank you, you so very much. much, Bridget. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.